I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Ron and Anian. I understand what it is to deal with broken cars. It, it, it hits me at a personal level. It hits me at a professional level. And I, I know why you ask the questions you ask. Is the rest of the car okay? And that's a great question to ask. I'm your vehicle, baby. The Car Doctor. We want to take off the intake manifold and the valve cover gas, the valve cover, because they're different, and take the uh, intake manifold and the valve cover off of the 2004 engine and put it on the 2002, which is in the car itself. Right. That, that, makes sense. that should work. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. And we're off and running. Welcome. Ronnie Naming, the car doctor at your service. And we kick off this hour of automotive radio and solve your problem. I want to talk to you about, you know, I thought we'd do some stuff this hour. Talking about tips from the bays. You guys seem to like that. I tell you stories about, you know, cars that we fix in the bays and some of the strange things we've seen. And we had a good one recently. It was a 2017, 2018, 2018 Jeep uh, Cherokee, Grand Cherokee with the uh, V6, 3.6 liter V6 that had a misfire fault. It was setting a misfire on cylinder two. And I went through normal diagnosis. You know, these are known for misfires and all sorts of engine and mechanical issues. And I went through normal, you know, diagnosis. First, obviously, verify the condition, looked at freeze frame data, looked to see when did it occur. But it was a funny misfire. It, it really only occurred at idle and at lower than normal engine speeds. You know, and anything high on the power band after about 1,200 RPM, it seemed to go away. 
and you know, yet and cruising down the road at 30, 30, 35 miles an hour, you would see nothing, no misfire, no misfires on a scan tool. Everything looked normal, and then yet you get down to idle, and as the slower you went, it would it was like it was speed sensitive. You would see it start to misfire again. So, you know, obviously I went through the usual due diligence, looking at ignition, considering ignition, moving things around. Uh, I didn't want to start doing injectors because it always stayed with cylinder two. And, you know, I could have surely gone the injector route, but something told me no, because it was odd. An injector goes bad, it's bad. An injector doesn't have a problem where it's going to be a a change only uh, you know, at idle, it's going to be different than it is under load. And I, I had, I, I, I scoped the injector and I looked at its on-off rate, and I, you know, I looked at and watched the pintle move electrically, and everything seemed smooth and easy. So I started thinking about, you know, what could this be mechanically? Because you know, I had narrowed it down to where, okay, this is something mechanical. Now, this particular engine, and it's been there for more than a few years. Chrysler has gone to their VVL system, variable valve lift. And it includes four solenoids on this engine. Number two cylinder had it. And they're they're turning on and off different cylinders at different times for fuel economy and emissions and all the other things that they tell us, the reasons that they're doing this. And I started thinking, could this be an issue? So as I went through it and, you know, watched different things happen, and some of the things I look at, all right, I look at, I look at a lot of different things. I look at, you know, throttle angle. All right, is it is it calling for more throttle than I normally would expect to see? You know, where are fuel trims? All right, you guys hear me talk about fuel trims. Fuel trims are a great barometer for you know what's ailing an engine. And you know, listen, just tell me what's tell me what's good. I'll tell you what's bad, and that's that's really what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, I checked oil level because oil level is critical on a modern day engine. You know, it's especially on a on a variable lift engine, something that's got, you know, oil solenoids and controls, oil level was good, oil pressure was good. Although there was a variation on oil pressure that caught my eye, and I'll tell you about more about that in a minute. But I, I went through all the obvious things and and really found nothing. Everything seemed to make sense. I did VE, volumetric efficiency test, which is measuring, you know, pulling air into the engine is the engine mechanically capable. And it passed VE, but yet it always ran worse at idle and you know i like ve ve is a measurement of how much can an engine breathe can it suck in enough air um you know is it is it matching the cubic inch displacement or the liter displacement of the engine to the amount of airflow coming in and you know you can learn a lot by looking at ve volumetric efficiency we don't talk about it enough here but it's something that's in the arsenal but i came back to oil pressure because i noticed it, it sounds funny now, but in looking at oil pressure, I noticed oil pressure at idle was right on the fuzzy edge of minimum, and the needle would fluctuate. It had some bounce to it, and that caught my eye. Like, why was that? What was that? You know, you start looking at everything. It was almost funny how the needle was moving, almost like it was a bad gauge. And I said, well, let's assume it's not. You know, I looked at the sending unit. And, you know, there was no leaks and, and everything seemed okay there. And I could have gone through, pull the mechanical, uh, you know, pull the, pull the sending unit and put a mechanical gauge in. But I had no lifter noise. I had, And these engines are, you know, they're kind of notorious for that. They do have a lot of lifter issues and cam issues we've seen over time. But I came back to that oil pressure. That oil pressure just continued to bother me. 
on a hunch, I pulled the valve cover for, you know, cylinder number two for that bank. And I looked it over and over and over and I didn't, I didn't see anything. Everything looked right. You know, rockers looked correct. There, were, there seemed to be, you know, the engine was clean inside. I didn't see anything odd. And it wasn't a super high mileage vehicle. This was a, I think it was like 48,000 miles. It wasn't a lot of mileage on this vehicle. And then I noticed, you know, up front, if you could see it, there are two cam sprockets intake, intake and exhaust. And, you know, the timing chain, there's a, a dual overhead cam timing chain motor. And in between the two sprockets, there are three bolts. Well, I actually had two bolts because I had two bolts coming out of the head horizontally that, you know, you knew were there. And then there was an open hole that was threaded in it. It almost looked like it was supposed to be there. But then what caught my eye was if I looked down and to the left, there was a bolt laying there. <laughs> the parts aren't supposed to fall off as you go, right? Uh, gee, what the heck is this? And then I realized I was looking at the open oil galley. And evidently, this is getting to be a common thing. I started doing some research, and a lot of mechanics are talking about this, that they're seeing this particular bolt, especially cylinder number two, because cylinder number two has a variable valve lift solenoid on it. And this bolt fell out of the hole. It loosened up and fell out of the hole. And it it lost oil pressure. It, it couldn't, because that's how they're doing it. They're using the solenoid to flow oil to deactivate the cylinder through this super fancy cockamamie rocker arm design setup that they've got. And it just wasn't working. And it wasn't working properly. And, you know, at idle, it would create a miss. But off idle, it, it had enough to make it go away. So I, you know, put some sealer on the bolt threads, popped it back in, made sure it was tight, torqued at the spec, and put it all back together. And it was fixed. And I mentioned this to you because I think it's, well, yeah, it's probably the first time. You know what? I've used oil pressure to diagnose a problem. And it made me think about, you know, how technology and diagnostics have changed. It's evolved, right, over the years. We're going to start using everything because everything becomes everything in the sense that everything is involved in an engine and it changes the systems and the components and, uh, you know, the different ways that we're going to attack and solve the diagnostic dilemma of the car today and the car in the future. Uh, you know, I would say that this has become such a problem. I sort of think we're going to see Chrysler, Jeep, whoever it is, uh, you know, whoever the company we want to believe, whoever they are at this point, they're going to, you know, probably put out a bulletin for it. They haven't as of yet. But like I said, I saw oil pressure, you know, dropping to, you know, 20, maybe 19, 18, 19, 20 PSI at idle. And, um, you know, it got worse in gear. The lower the RPM went, the worse it went. And, um, you know, I noticed after I put the bolt in that I never saw oil pressure go below 32 pounds. So who to thunk it, right? Oil pressure can help you diagnose a uh, diagnose a vehicle engine problem, misfire, that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's there, right? It's just different technology. So if you have one of these, and, you know, you're, you're up against it. If you're a mechanic and you're trying to diagnose a misfire, start thinking about the different ways that, you know, the vehicle can operate. It's not all just straight started up. It's always in six-cylinder mode. It's always kind of chugging along because there are, there are differences. You know, there are things that will make it uh, change in its approach. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just different. Uh, customers are very happy because 
you know, he had been to a couple other repair shops and they were starting to talk about, and I kind of knew he'd been to other repair shops because you could see, you know, this, this was a new spark plug and this was a new coil. And, um, you know, the parts changers were hard at it, trying to sell things and, you know, not diagnose anything. And, uh, you know, he was happy because he was down to the point where he was, he took, confided in me afterwards. They never tell you this up front going in, but he, he confided in me afterwards how, you know, he had been hearing from a couple of the other repair shops that this was a mechanical condition in the engine and it must need an engine because all these engines are junk. You know, I'm not a fan of this particular motor. I, I, I've seen it do some strange things. Haven't seen it do this yet, though. Um, and I guess the, the variable valve motors are just now getting to the age where they're becoming more predominant in the aftermarket shops versus the dealer. And uh, we're going to start to see more and more of this, you know. But, um, yeah, he was very happy. We put that bolt back in, snugged it up, and uh, all is well. So technology marches on, right? As the car changes, so do we as we change our approach to fixing it. So um, there's your story to start off this hour. More to come. I'm Ron Anini and The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I got it. I got it. I got your number on the wall. I got it. I got it. For a good time. For a good time. Write it on the wall so you don't forget to call for car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Welcome back. Ron Nene, the car doctor. Uh, let's do a quick piece of email. I'm trying to make this a diagnostic tip. And, um, you know, some of the things I found our, let's do an email. Hey, Ron, I've got a 23 Chevy Silverado. 
that every once in a while will go into a no-crank, no-start condition. I push the button, nothing happens. I'm not quite sure what to do. I've taken it back to the dealership several times, and they've been unable to produce it because it happens so intermittently. And I want to know what your thoughts are. I figured you might have a tip up your sleeve. Fred in Wyoming. Yeah, Fred, um, (laughs) no place to get stuck Wyoming, right? A A lot of space out there in between. You know, Fred, I've seen this, or I've heard of this. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of this before. As a matter of fact, one of the mechanics forums that I belong to where I'm always reading, there was conversation that someone there is having a similar problem, 23 Chevy Silverado with a push-button start, where every four or five months they would go out on a road call and the vehicle would be in this no-crank, no-start condition. And the repair for it became to disconnect both battery cables, which obviously is something we don't want to do, and you know tie them together. Um, you know, to short them together and let them bleed down. And then it starts over and then the truck starts. Well, and, and listen, I tell you guys this because, you know, obviously this is not something you want to do. You don't want to start getting in the habit of to fix a vehicle, disconnect the battery, especially on a modern day vehicle because of all the profile, the, all the information, all the adaptives, everything that would have to be reset. And it's just not a, it great. It's great to get you out of trouble, right? We want you to get home. We want you to be safe get off the road, but it's not something we want you to do. Hey, let me fix the car, you know, disconnect the cables. Okay, we're good. No, that's not how we want to do this professionally. And uh, they were talking about it in the forum, how this is. they've been doing this every four or five months. I went and I started doing some research on this, and, you know, I, I had heard of this briefly. I didn't really do my homework prior, but GM has a bulletin out there, Fred, 23-NA-024, no crank, no start. What happens is, All right, and there's a software update that your vehicle is going to get. Here we are, software, right? And here's a vehicle, Fred tells me this vehicle's got 8,200 miles on it. Um, Here's a vehicle that 8,200 miles, it's a 23, it's current model year, and already the software has an issue. But in particular, this one has a problem likely with the trans control module. The transmission control module, as weird as this sounds, is causing an anomaly where because it's in the pipeline, it's on the network, I should say, right? Because a car is just a big collection of computers and networks and tied together that if there's 30 modules, all right, 30 computers on this vehicle, and this trans control module is number eight, but it's before the body control module, which is number nine in the lineup of modules, right? Well, the trans control module falls off the communications bus it, it all of a sudden the vehicle can't talk to it for whatever reason and all of a sudden now things after that trans control module may or may not be able to be communicated with well if you can't get to the bcm it can't tell it to crank it no, nothing happens so the fix fred is tell your dealer to go back and look for this bulletin it's fairly new it's only out within the last two months i believe and i think they've actually got an update for it already and they're going to find that by doing a software update to the trans control module, that will solve the vehicle's uh, problem. That will, you know, make it go away. No parts are required. It's strictly a software update, and uh, you know, it's it should you should be good to go. You know, the need for research on vehicles just continues to grow. It it just amazes me. Uh, you know, every week it's more and more and more. When I go through diagnostic uh, initial process, initial check-in, initial research, it's the numbers up. I I think the number now is somewhere between thirty to forty-five minutes of, you know, 
beyond the road test, just just reading and the research and the different places that you have to look, because that's what cars have become. They continue to grow in technology, and as the technology grows, so does the need for research, and it's just something you've got to accept. You know, you're going to be paying mechanics, technicians, whatever you want to call us, to be standing in front of a computer to do research. We can't fix the car without it. Someone said to me the other day, again, God, I hate this. I wish this would just go away, but it doesn't want to die. Uh, you know, is I thought you just plugged in a tool and it said this was wrong. No. Plugging in a tool just gathers information. You know, it's no different than when you go to the doctor and he, you know, he, he listens to your heart rate. They look at your blood pressure. They'll, you know, put you on their little scope or meter or whatever you want to call it that you see beeping along in the ER. Uh, or in the doctor's office, and they'll tell you, well, your your blood pressure is low or your heart rate's high or something in between. It doesn't mean you have a bad heart or bad blood. It's just an indicator. And, you know, that's all a scan tool does. It just gives you information of what different sensors are reporting, and it's just indicators of, of what could be and things to look at and things to consider. So, you know, to get a vehicle, if I was researching this, Fred, if you're out there listening, for everybody else, if I was researching this in the shop, yeah, I've got a set routine, steps one through 10. And looking for bulletins and updates is all part of it. And, you know, that takes time and it obviously costs money. And that's why research has value to it. And that's why the guy that doesn't research, in my opinion, is really stealing from people. They're just, well, oh, I think it's this. I think it's that. We'll try this. We'll try that. You know, everybody guesses at some point, but I'd like to hope that they're going to learn their lesson and, you know, do their diagnosis prior to it. Um, so just uh, just be mindful. But yeah, Fred, that should, and by the way, Fred, that should be under warranty. Um, on a 23 with, uh, you know, 8,000 miles on it, whatever you got there. Um, that should very well be under warranty. And, you know, it would probably, and I, I think this is where the future of the industry is going, it would probably be wise going forward on a modern day vehicle. You know, you go in for an oil change, ask them, hey, is there any updated software, any bulletins that you're aware of um, for just softwares for no starts or just, you know, calibration conditions. I think vehicles are going to be have to be software updated on a regular basis. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Number one. Ron's in the zone, the AutoZone studio, and he'll be back right after this. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to the AutoZone studio. Here's Ron. Hey, 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 we're back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor here. At, uh, by the way, 855-560-9900. Let me point out, that phone number, 855-560-9900, is 24-7. And we're trying to do a thing where we've gotten a few calls where if you need something midweek, Wednesday night's the night, that, you know, call, leave a message, say, hey, Ron, I'd like to talk to you Wednesday night. We'll put you in the Wednesday night taping, but not a show set up if you know what i'm saying and um this way you get to talk to me midweek you have a car problem and uh, that way i get to put it up on air and help everybody with the uh, with the problem because um you know just trying to spread the information around i want to do an email real quick from gary he writes in hey ron heard you talking about how difficult a 2018 colorado starter changes i had my 2018 4x4 colorado in for its 65,000 mile five-year oil change and checkup Got them to drain and flush the cooling system, with, I like to, which I like to do around five years. Yeah, that's, I get that. Mentioned that with my old 4.3 S10s, I always replaced the thermostat as preventative ever since my 1974 Nova had a stuck thermostat at 90,000 miles, LOL. They laughed and said, I don't think you wanted to do that. It's an eight to $900 job. Apparently, Chevy now puts the thermostat inside the engine. Well, it's always kind of been inside the engine, Gary, but they actually put it in a, it's, it's, it's sort of in a difficult spot up front there in the intake. Um, who would do that? And the uh, truck had the trans shutter around month nine, like the eight-speed transes of that era. Wonder what the long-term implications are. So uh, last question, last comment first, uh, Gary. Go and take a look at GM Bulletin 16-NA-019. And it talks about transmission adaptive functions and problems with shifts, slips, or flares. Came out May of this year, and it talks with some specific things to do and ways to diagnose it as possibility. And it seems like some of the dealers are missing this one because people are going in and they're not using the right keywords, I guess, in the search, so it doesn't necessarily come up. But mention 16NA019 to them if they're having a problem, and uh, perhaps that will help them to uh, locate it because I believe it applies to everything going all the way back through 2015, actually. Now, 2018s did have some very specific problems with torque converters. It seems like GM had some torque converter issues, and I'm I'm suspecting that the shutter you're getting is actually on converter apply. So take note of when it happens. Is it you're in that in that fifth or sixth gear, and the converter comes on? You see the RPM drop because it goes to direct lock, and that's where the shutter happens. If so, and you don't mention you mention no, you don't say did you change the trans fluid? Sixty five thousand miles, five years old a problem trans or a transit developing a problem, I'd change the fluid. I would change the fluid. I would look for metal content. I would look for debris in the pan. I would be doing my due diligence. And then when I put it back together, I would consider putting some uh, some sort of anti-shutter agent in it. All right, get yourself down to your local AutoZone. They'll have it on the shelf. Just tell them what you're trying to do. Uh, there's a couple of different brands out there. The majority of them work. I haven't found one that doesn't. 
Uh, there's one in a red tube with white letters, a little small thing. I can't remember. I think it's anti-shutter, um, I believe is what it's called. We have it sitting on the shelf at the shop, and we'll use it from time to time. And the idea is it's putting more, more, more of a bite into the fluid, and it helps with if the converter itself is glazed over because what's happening from the sounds of it, it could be that the torque converter, when it applies, think of a centrifugal clutch in a mini bike, and I say this all the time, that the lining, the it's not really clutch material, but I'll use that term. The clutch material is glazed and it doesn't apply smoothly. And the shutter agent, the anti-shutter agent, will help give it a little bit of bite. Because short of that, if it continues, at the very least you're headed for a converter, the long-term implications could be that you're putting debris through the trans and you're going to end up having to rebuild the trans prematurely because how does an automatic transmission work? It's it's all hydraulics, it's all fluid, it's all circuits, it's passing fluid through an orifice smaller than the eye of a needle. And now you're driving a trans that's breaking apart material that over time will put sediment in the crud, as we call it, uh, throughout, and it's going to make a problem. So, um, And by the way, the uh, starter, yeah, that starter looks like a whole lot of fun to do. We definitely don't want to do that job, so... Um, not something that's high on the list of, I can't wait to, that breaks and I have to do that. Um, I want to tell you about this 2016 Suburban. And what's really on my mind is that you are keeping your vehicles longer. And we've noticed it. And we're seeing, you know, it, the, the average age of, ve- of the vehicle fleet now is going on 12 and a half years. And 200,000 miles doesn't scare you on vehicles. And I think part of it is because you're looking at the price of new vehicles. You know, we had a customer bring us a 2016 Suburban with 201,000 miles on it that had a laundry list of things going on with it, Uh, all sorts of problems, misfire cold, um, uh, a low-level ABS brake shutter, uh, you know, some body damage to the back hatch. But the bones of the car was good. The bones of the truck was good. It was was a good vehicle. It, It, you know, it did well. Um, you know, it wasn't that beat up. It didn't look like it had 200,000 miles on it. It looked like it had 80 to 100,000 miles on it interior-wise, and except for the dent in the back hatch. And it takes time, you know, and I think if you're going to do that to your mechanic, you've got to be patient. Brian was very patient. He, he let us, you know, go through it step by step, and it took about three weeks off again, on again, because of all the other work we have rolling through the shop. Because that's a, that's a pick-at-it kind of a job. It's hard to... Get on a job like that and stay with it the whole time simply because a lot of questions developed. You know, I, I, I chased the cold start misfire first. It was setting a P050D, and that was my biggest concern, obviously, because does it need injectors? Does it have, you know, an engine problem? You know, do I have valve damage? Do I have an issue with AFM, active fuel management, uh, with a rocker or a roller or something? Just, you know... Always chase the hard thing first. It's easy to fix the easy stuff. No, no, no kidding, right? So it turned out that the previous group of mechanics, and you know, I look at this stuff and I understand why my industry has the rip it has. So I took out six Denso spark plugs and two AC Delcos at 201,000 miles, meaning that at the 100,000 mile spark plug change, and we only changed six of them. <laughs> Uh, which is not uncommon, right? The two hardest plugs were left in the engine just because we couldn't get to those. Uh, kind of, you know, I just scratch my head. I really do. 
The uh, misfire was on seven. Interestingly, when I pulled it apart, the plug wire on number seven just literally fell apart in my hands. And once I had it open, once I had all the plugs out, I did something I don't normally do, but because I was looking for a problem, I did it. I took a bore scope. You know, a bore scope is you know, what your plumber or your carpenter to look inside the walls or the pipes might do. I did a camera inspection inside the engine. And I could see a lot of heavy carbon deposits, all right, 201,000 miles. The inside of the engine looked like it. Oil was clean inside, looking inside the valve cover with it, you know, was clean there. They had done their oil changes using good oil and stuff. But you could see that, you know, it had some carbon deposits. I don't think they knew what fuel system cleaning was all about or any type of tank additive uh, during the process to, uh, you know, help maintain and, and keep the engine clean of carbon. So, you know, where do you start? Put a fresh set of plugs in it, fresh set of wires, did two carbon cleanings, ran it through twice, put a tank additive in it, and lo and behold, the misfire was gone cold. It it was fixed. And I was all ready to do injectors. I was thinking we had an injector problem. GM does have injector problems on this particular vehicle. If you have one, they actually bumped the warranty 10 years, 150,000 miles. They've extended the warranty on all these 5.3s in Silverados and Suburbans and the like, the Tahos and such because of uh, such injector problems. But, you know, my point is that, you know, if you're going to commit to an older vehicle, you've really got to commit to it, okay? And Brian wasn't surprised. He put $3,500 into a 200,000-mile vehicle. But the alternative was if you went out and bought something new, it's 90 to 100 grand. And you say that a couple of times, and you start to compare it in your head, and you go, you know, <laughs> it's not so bad, is it? And... It's 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 a game of patience, and you can't be surprised. But you've also got to, you know, I like what Brian did. Ron, check it out. Tell me front to back, what do you think it needs? He paid us for our time, and we were able to sit down and come to an intelligent conclusion and a, a, a rational approach. And there's things that we're not going to fix. We're not going to fix the park sensors. Eventually, we'll fix the right rear axle seal that's just starting to seep. You know, I've still got to deal with the ABS pulse and shake that's going on at low levels below eight miles an hour. But frankly, it happens so intermittently and so randomly. I said, listen, this is the best this thing has run in a long time. Uh, you know, why don't you just take it, drive it, and, you know, let's see where it goes. Oh, and the other thing that was crazy was it, it needed a thermostat, right? You know, Gary before was just talking about a thermostat on his Colorado. The engine was running 178 degrees. Now I know where all the carbon deposits came from. And for whatever reason, it never set a fault code. It never set a temp-related fault, which it should have. So it might have been environment that it was operated in. I understand it was up on a cherry farm. I think Brian said somewhere up in Michigan, his family's uh, cherry farm. But um, bottom line, you can fix an older vehicle. You can get more mileage out of it. I think it's just about approach. And I think it's as much, you know, the responsibility of you, the vehicle owner, and you, the technician that's working on it, to have a real good conversation and good communication to get the job done. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back. Uh, let's do a quick piece of email. Hey, doctor, I have a 2008 Toyota Land Cruiser. We're running into the car, doctor, by the way. <laughs> um, bought it new. I get so excited. I want to get into the emails. Um, I bought a, I have a 2008 Toyota. Take two. Hi, I'm back. I, I have a 2008 Toyota Land Cruiser. Bought it new. It has 223,000 miles on it. Texas highway miles mostly. Full-time four-wheel drive. Recently, I got in and started it up one morning in the VSC. Check engine light and low four-wheel drive lights were on. The car was in four-wheel drive low, never touched the thing. Went to the Toyota dealer, and they were able to take it out of four-wheel low, but they said the sensor in the transfer case is malfunctioning. Best if I just replaced the entire transfer case assembly as they don't go into repair sensors anymore. At the dealership, I am looking at $2,500 for the part and $1,300 for labor. I would like to find a transmission shop here in Houston that can have a look and possibly make the repair for a lot less. The car otherwise is in great condition. Is it worth trying to find a shop to repair the sensor in the transfer case or best to replace the whole assembly? Any way to locate a used part? Let me know your thoughts on how to keep this iconic car on the road for another 100,000 miles. Thanks, Jim. You know, Jim, I'm going to start the last part first. Any way to locate a used part? So any used part you get is going to be from a 2008 Toyota Land Cruiser. So it's uh, 15 years old. You know, the problem is it'll have high mileage on it and you could end up right back in the same position you know in my mind you know what are we going to save here uh, if the parts you know i think they're talking about the four-wheel drive actuator assembly which bolts to the outside of the case you know if we're talking and i'm, I'm going to take a guess here it's been a while 500 bucks you know a couple hours of labor there's it, it is is it an eight hundred thousand dollar repair versus a four thousand dollar repair but then what do you get you still have a transfer case that has two hundred twenty-five thousand miles on it and if you want to go another hundred thousand and I guess a lot of it depends on what sort of shape is the transfer case. What does the fluid look like? You know, has the fluid ever been serviced? You know, you say Texas highway miles mostly. Yeah, I get it. You know, the chains do stretch. They do, you know, slap the side of the case. It's It's got 225,000 miles on it. We're not talking 100,000. We're not talking 150,000. We're talking, you know, almost a quarter million miles. So 
in the back of my mind, if you want to keep this going longer, you know, I think you have, first of all, I think you have to play what if. If the transmission were to fail, would you put a trans in it? Not common. They do fail, but not common. Would you put a trans in it? The engines are pretty bulletproof for a half a million miles. But if you're having problems with the transfer case now and someone can go through it, or you're telling me that Toyota can get you a transfer case for $2,500 and $1,300 labor to put it in, hey, listen, at least you know what you got, right? And then you're done. And I like that because then you don't have to revisit it again. I think the used part is a problem because I think it's going to have the age and mileage against it. I think if you can find a shop in the Houston area, I don't know of any, or I would be glad to send you, uh, you know, it's, it's worth having them take a look at it. I think a lot of shops are getting skitterish about sensor repair on older vehicles with high mileage because, and understand their position, two weeks from now when it develops a problem, it's ever since. And since you touched it, it's now yours. And, you know, you could sign all the papers in the world you want, but I've been down this road myself a few times and it's just not pleasant. So I think, you know, you can try doing the shop thing. You can try finding a shop. But I think for longevity, because when you get to the, another 100,000 miles out of this, and then all of a sudden, hey, I'll drive it another 100,000. At least the transfer case is done when you were able to get the part. And that's the other thing to consider, because parts will disappear for that over time, because it's 15 years old. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, we're back, and uh, we're here to wrap things up. Running the car doctor at your service. Uh, quick piece of email from Kathy. Doesn't say where she's from, 
Uh, on a previous show, you shared your horror stories of replacing starters on a Camaro L2 and a Colorado V6 pickup. You really scared me because I have these same vehicles parked in my garage. Should I sell both and get an EV? No way, she says, big exclamation point. I love the roar of an internal combustion engine sent from my iPad, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate that. I think everybody appreciates the roar of an internal combustion engine. And No, I just think that um, you can't sell a vehicle because it's going to have a difficult repair on it because they all have difficult repairs. And I think we just have to get used to it and accept it. And I think we have to ask more of our mechanics and expect them to be trained and able to deal with it. And I think you as consumers have to be willing to pay the bill. It's not going to get any cheaper to fix cars. It's as their technology and they get more complicated, it's only going to go up. And uh, by the way, speaking of training, I just want to bring up something. We talk about the NGK NTK Shop Squad. If you Google search NGK Shop Squad, you will find the link to their website. And if you've registered as a repair shop, do it yourself or et cetera, you know, they have, we talk about the up and coming webinars they've got going on. But they also give you the ability to look back at the webinars. You can look back and see, like the one they just did recently about misfire diagnostics. Excellent webinar. I looked at it myself. I really enjoyed it. Till the next time, I'm Ron Anani and the Car Doctor reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.